Welcome back to Eviction Radio. Today on the show, we have Kristen and Mike from Life Booch. Life Booch is a kombucha company based out of East Hampton, Massachusetts. And we talk with them about their business, about the process of making kombucha, where you can find it, some of the health benefits. And we just have a nice, fun conversation with them. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Kristen, Michael, thanks for joining us today from Life Booch. And uh, I was booched this morning, or it said booch me, and I clicked on it, and then I placed an order for a bunch of different. Did you get booched? Is that how it works? I feel like I got booched. booched. (laughs) Yeah. And today is our delivery day, so you will get booched today. Nice. Oh, same day delivery? You guys are better than Amazon. Oh, yeah, before three o'clock. You're good. <laughs> Is it really? And then who delivers? The Probably me uh, today. Nice. So you guys are doing yeah. it all. Mm-hmm. Yes, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about what everything everything is? Like how does, I mean, kombucha has been around forever, but I feel like it's become more trendy mm-hmm. somewhat re- maybe last 10 years or so, or even less than that. And yeah. uh, it's more and more prevalent in grocery stores and all over the, more access to it. So tell us the process about how, how do you guys get into it and how does it become kombucha? Um, well, how we got into it is, well, she was into it before I was. Um, yeah, I went to a real like hippie college where everybody was always trading scobies, you know, like everybody had a batch of their fridge. So and, scob- uh, is there like a black market for scobies? Like it, it's, it's legal it's an, under, <laughs> an underground market for certain scobies for certain, yeah. well it's funny because where i lived if you went on craigslist and searched scobies i was in prescott arizona like you would find so many people selling them or giving them away here they're sort of harder to find but you can go on etsy um a lot of yeah a lot of people are like buying and trading them yeah. i have a people question I have yeah. a question. Um, I don't know what a SCOBY is, so I'm going to need help on that. Yeah, yeah. You want to take this one? Well, SCOBY is just an acronym, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Um, for symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. Oh. And that's what you add to the tea, and that's what ferments it. And it looks kind of like, um, like I tell a lot of people, if you love kombucha and have never seen how it's made, proceed with caution, because it's really weird. It, the SCOBY looks like um, a jellyfish that kind of floats on the top. And as it ferments, it keeps growing layers and layers and layers. So if you ferment long enough, you could have what looks like a stack of jellyfish pancakes floating on your brew. Um, And it's pretty cool, but it's like slimy and weird. Um, And some people are grossed out by it. So what part of it are you drinking? You're not drinking the top, or there's a little bit of the top in it, or how how do you, does it it automatically separate out or naturally separate? Yeah, it's, I don't know if you've ever seen like a vinegar fermentation, but there's just like a mat that grows on top, basically, mat. And the, How many teas are in that mat? Yeah. (laughs) One tea. Yeah. Um, And so when it's ready, and done fermenting we just take that off and then it's just the fermented kombucha beneath it 
And then you carbonate it, or I mean, how, how does that? So it naturally carbonates by itself a little bit, um, but then just to keep it consistent, we do a, a carbonation inside a bright tank, just like you would at a beer brewery. And you guys do all of this in East Hampton, right on Ferry Street? Mm -hmm. it, yeah. Very cool. Are you guys open to the public, or is it like, uh, is it just wholesale and um, order uh, online? We're not really open to the public, uh, especially now. Uh, but it's it's more of just our brewery where we make and bottle it. Yeah, there's no storefront, but mm. we've you know had people come and do pickups, but it's not really set up for like a storefront. And yeah. right now, even with our pickups, we have a table outside of the kitchen where people pick it up and don't come inside. Yeah. So so tell me about your story in terms of how you got into it. So you went to a hippie college. Where where did you go? Uh, Prescott College. I went. The, my, I spent my last two years there for my undergrad. Cool. And uh, I was studying basically like adventure education and um, environmental studies. So I'd been making it for a while. And by the time Michael and I met, that was probably like eight or ten years later. Um, and I bought a bottle, and it was funny because I actually bought a bottle. GTS used to make this green one with chia seeds. So it looked like pond scum. It was like kind of nasty looking, but it was so good. I loved it. And I bought it and Mike and I had just known each other for like a couple of days and he wanted to try it. And I was like, okay, you're probably not going to like it. And he just loved it. <laughs> yeah. before. It, was, it was weird, but I like, I couldn't stop drinking it. it so <laughs> yeah. And it was like helping with like digestive issues. So he started buying like a, crap ton of it oh sorry can I say it anyway he yeah started you can swear okay. whatever you want <laughs> and he was buying a lot of it and I was like you're spending way too much money on this just make it and I taught him how to make it and um at the time he actually he lived in Utah and I was in Massachusetts so we skyped and I taught him how to make it over skype and then all his friends started trading scobies and making it and they yeah. formed their own little kombucha club kind of <laughs> Very cool. So how long does it take to make a batch? Uh, it, it can really vary, but usually it's around two to three weeks, um, sometimes longer. Um, it depends how you like it. Some people will just ferment it for like a week to get a sweeter tea. Because what the culture does is it converts the sugar, the caffeine, and the tannins into acetic acid. Um, and it's a more complicated process than that, but that's essentially it. And so if you want a sweeter tea, it's a little more caffeinated, you would do like a week. Um, ours typically brew for probably closer to a month and it's a little bit more acidic, but it cuts down on the sugar and the, I think it's pretty much caffeine free by the time ours is done. So the longer that you let it ferment, the, the less sugar will be in it. And yeah. Is that, is that true? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And so, yeah, it's a, it's alive. I think that most people kind of understand that. Right. But it, so I that, don't. <laughs> so, so what, <laughs> what keeps it alive and, and does it, is the, like the sugar is what feeds it or how does, like, how do you trade a scope? What does a SCOBY look like? If you're like, Hey, let's meet up and trade SCOBYs, you know, like how do you transport it? <laughs> 
So you could just yeah. put it in like a Ziploc bag if you wanted. Um, it just has to be clean and sterile. But uh, you can just take a little bit and then add, take a little bit of like starter liquid from a previous batch and and then just drop that into some sweet tea essentially and you can brew another batch yourself. It's like sourdough. It's like the way people would keep sourdough cultures alive. Gotcha. And so Michael, you had some health issues or digestive issues and then this seemed to help. Is that what kind of drove uh, your uh you know your passion to get into this? It it did a I like I at the time wasn't really paying much attention to like my body and like not exercising and like sitting a lot for work sitting a lot um and so I don't know I just noticed when I would drink it I would just feel a lot better and like I did have like certain digestive issues so I was getting backed up, Les. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't think you're alone there. So, yeah. <laughs> but like, not in like, I don't know. The cool thing about kombucha is it's not like, it's not a laxative. Um, it just is like a support for your, for your gut and your gut health. So, do we know yeah. what the, like, what exactly does that mean in terms of is there so, is it the cultures that help with your gut health? Do you, do you, is that what it kind of, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. There's just those healthy cultures of bacteria and yeast that just help aid in digestion. Yeah. It's a ton of probiotics and macronutrients and yeah. antioxidants. In, in, in all fermented foods, really, right? And so that's why I think, you know, people are eating more kimchi than in years past. And it's becoming more, I don't know, I wouldn't call it mainstream yet, but it's becoming more known, like you should be introducing more fermented foods into your daily diet. I feel like yeah. five years ago, I didn't see any kombucha really anywhere. And then like, all of a sudden, it's everywhere. I mean, are, do you guys see that trend happening in your industry? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think so. GT, if you ever see like the Synergy kombucha at the store he was the first um person to bring kombucha onto the market and it's probably about 30 years ago and it's interesting because kombucha originated either somewhere in asia they don't really know where but like thousands of years ago um but even so like i have a friend who lives in china and she says she can't find it anywhere there so i think it's really specifically popular to the u.s um but he brought it onto the market about 30 years ago and yeah, it's only in the last 10 years or so that um, a lot of other companies have started to pop up, which also means that the FDA started cracking down and regulating it a ton. Um, but it definitely is cool. It's like, it's like the craft, it's like a craft brewery in a way. Like there's just yeah. a lot popping up, you know, like Catalyst is right up in Greenfield. We're here. Like, and I think our kombuchas are pretty different from theirs. So that's the fun thing too. Like whenever we travel, we try to pick up a local kombucha um, just to see how people make it differently. Cause there's so many variables when you make it between same way with brewing beer, you know, depending how long you ferment, what temperature you ferment at, what kind of tea you're using, the ratio of black to green tea, how much sugar, et cetera. So you can really get a lot of different flavor profiles depending on how you make it. So I, I think it's cool. Yeah. Did that GTs uh, get started in Austin, Texas? Is that the one? No. Or he's in Austin, Texas. 
He's I in feel Santa like Barbara. Santa, where is he? Santa Barbara. I think he's, he's in California somewhere. Yeah. Okay. I think there was an, was there an NPR podcast on him? Uh, How I built this. I feel like I heard about it. And then there was a big obstacle. It was a kombucha company. I, I thought it was G, GT's, but um, you, you said that it was crack. The FDA was cracking down on everything. And one of the uh, difficult things to do is make sure that there's not too much alcohol in it. Right. It isn't. So how do you guys, I mean, because in the fermentation process, eventually it turns to alcohol. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what, at first, I think the bacteria like does consume some of the sugars, but mostly the yeast converts to sugar first, and it converts it to alcohol. And then the bacteria in the culture um, consumes the alcohol and converts it to a bunch of different healthy acids. Um, so... So is there an alcohol content to any of your kombucha or no, there isn't? Trace amounts, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's trace amounts. In any like live, real kombucha, you're going to have trace amounts of yeah. alcohol. And there's different ways to moder moderate it. So like Aquavite, I never know how to say it. For example, they're up in Vermont, have this, what did you say, it's like a $2 million machine that spins it really fast. And, Something like that, I don't know. Yeah, and they separate <laughs> the alcohol and they actually sell alcohol to another company and they they just have another company or they have another company yeah um but like the actually it's interesting the dimensions of your brew tank have a huge impact on how much alcohol is um is uh produced and also off-gassed so the size of the container the shape of the container the temperature you brew it at there's a lot of ways to um control the alcohol content and then the primary one is uh refrigeration you have to keep it refrigerated otherwise it just keeps fermenting or if oh. you don't want to refrigerate it for a fun surprise <laughs> you can do that <laughs> we just can't sell it nice little extra kick <laughs> yeah. oh nice i might have to try that with one of my bottles yeah just is anybody is anybody doing that like making spiked kombucha like truly kombucha or something you know? yeah yeah it's gonna be sweet right. campuses yeah. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> all through vermont yeah yeah <laughs> there's a few companies that do that um yeah i forget that and they're really good yeah i i really like our kombucha it's like it's got to be better than those sour beers have you guys ever had one of those sour sour yeah. beers? oh my god no, horrible. i don't mind sours but they're not really? my particular favorite to be it's honest. a very specific taste i feel like yeah. the sour beer yeah so speaking of flavors you guys have some funky flavors i i uh am particularly fond of the jalapeno mango which mm -hmm. is like i don't know if that's a fan favorite across the board but that is a cool flavor <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. That one was her idea. Yeah, how do you like, how do you come up with the flavors? I don't remember that. I think I I don't know. I was eating salsa or something. <laughs> I thought that would be cool. I don't remember, but it's you were having like a ma a mango salsa. Yeah. Yeah, like palm and salsa or something. Um, but I thought of it, and it was funny because I don't know if you remember. Michael was a little skeptical at first. He was like, "I don't know if we want to make it spicy." And the first couple of batches we made, we didn't take the seeds. I had good reason to be skeptical. If we were making it spicy, it was. Yeah, we didn't take the seeds out the first couple of times, and it was really spicy, which some people really liked. Um, but we've toned it down, so there's just a little bit of spice now. Um, but in terms of our other flavors, like honestly, we have so many that we want to make. Like we just always have ideas for flavors. Like 
last summer in our garden, I was growing Thai basil and lemon. Oh, sorry, the cat. All good. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we grew some herbs we thought would be fun to play with. We just, we have like a list of probably a hundred flavors we'd love to make, but just don't have time. Um, I don't know, how do we come up with some other ones? Well, the strawberry basil like one, um, we got the idea for that from Mount Tom's ice cream. They had a strawberry basil ice cream. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so we're like, I mean, it was really good. So we thought yeah. we'd try it, try it with the kombucha. And that's like one of our most popular flavors now. But Jim is a creative guy. He's a yeah. miracle. Yeah, yeah he's, he's awesome. Yeah. So what so what we, other local uh, farms are you using? Like you grew those herbs yourself. It kind of gave you the idea. But, you know, on your website, it says you're supporting local. Um, so who are you guys working with in the community? So um, whenever, like, it's in season, we'll, we'll use, we've used strawberries from Red Fire Farm. Um, basil. Basil from Red Fire Farm. Um, apples from Park Hill Orchard in East Hampton. We used some apples from Apex Orchards too before. Yeah, Apex in, I can't remember where Are Apex they Belcher is. Town? I think they're yeah, up north, yeah. kind they're of by. Shelburne? Uh, yeah, Shelburne Falls, yeah. I think. Um, you got to get hooked up with Liz from Mountain View. She's, she's, I'm sure she'd be all about it. She's right down the street. Oh, from right. That's true. Uh, yeah. yeah, we could, we could make that connection for you. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. And their yeah. stuff yeah, is great. Cool. Yeah, really yeah. good. What's your most popular flavor? Um, I think it just speaks to kombucha. It's oh, I don't know why I'm trying to say it like this. The most popular flavor of kombucha is ginger, just across the board, and that's kind of what we've found with ours. And raspberry grapefruit. I think those are kind of head to head. People yeah. love raspberry grapefruit. That's like. So this Very morning awesome. I ordered one of each, but two of the ginger. And it's funny you say that. I'm like, mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, good job. So <laughs> is that like the vanilla ice cream of kombucha? Yeah, it's a good way yeah. to put it. <laughs> I mean, it's a great combination. Ginger and kombucha is like, I don't know. It's, it's one of my favorite flavor combos. I mean, I love ginger, so I'm, I'm all about really it. We well. put it in our smoothies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, and it just ramps up the, the healthiness level of the the drink right like everybody knows ginger is super good for you and there's yeah. a lot of different ways so yeah cool. and we use just fresh organic ginger that we just juice ourselves nice so have you always done the order online thing since the beginning is that how it started or is that no new? <clears throat> we started that on saturday <laughs> really <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's basically in response to the farmers markets getting canceled because that's where the bulk of our sales are so uh, we have a lot of regular customers who come to the markets who are like, and you can get it a little bit cheaper from us than from the stores. So we're well, like, if you buy like, if you buy in bulk, a certain amount. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So we basically were like, how are we going to get people their kombucha when coming to the markets? And Mike, I can't give you enough credit for this, whipped up a website in like three days <laughs> and created the online ordering system. So. It's perfect. It was super easy. I don't have to click through pages. It's all like on one page and it says, booch me. Right. <laughs> yeah. I knew exactly what that meant. I clicked there. I got booched. <laughs> so good. No, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna get booched. You've, you've scheduled to get booched. Yeah. You haven't been yeah, booched yet. I scheduled yeah. my booching 
and uh, it's going to be here today, which is amazing. So yeah, I definitely encourage people if they're listening, hop on the website. What What is the website? It was easy to pop up. I just uh, typed in LifeBooch, but is it LifeBooch.com? Yep. Oh, nice. So yeah, Booch Me gets delivered by Kristen herself today, right? Today, Mike tomorrow, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> so how many employees make up your company today? Um, so this is the company <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple of people who help out when we need it um our friend maria is really helpful she comes by after work when we have a lot of bottling to do um and we have another friend suzanne who is helping us out as well but for the most part it's just mike and i nice. um brewing bottling labeling bottles it's a lot of work yeah <laughs> is it your only source of income yeah. For Michael, it is. I'm also a therapist, so that's my other source of income. Gotcha. Cool. So, so what's uh, what's coming down the pipeline with Life Booch? What else are you guys going to be getting into? Is it just kind of grow from here and just try to get into more retailers, or um, what's the next steps? Well, you just started this online ordering, so that really is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's your next yeah. step. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts, but. Uh, big Y coming soon. We've been um, in the application process with them for a little while and have, we're just sort of in a period of waiting for the okay from them. So we'll be available. Big Y in a handful of locations. Don't exactly. We don't know when. <laughs> this whole thing is really, uh, you know, grocery stores are slammed right now. So it's an awkward yeah. time to become a new vendor. Um, but that's exciting because I think uh, that could hopefully help us distribute a little bit more widely. We don't really want to distribute too widely yet just because it's just the two of us, but that'll make it more available. Are you yeah. guys in River Valley too? We yeah. are. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, whenever restaurants and bars open back up, we'd love to be uh, like on tap at a lot of places um, and, and then offer like growler fills and stuff. Right now we just sell the single 16 ounce bottles. Yeah. Nice. Huh. Well, we could probably carry it at the gym, Matt, once we get back open. We're yeah. talking about getting a big uh, cooler fridge, so um, we can continue to talk about that. But it's so a great are you guys on? It's a great what? Post-workout drink. Oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, you guys are on social media? Mm -hmm. Yes. Instagram? Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, kind of. Are we on Twitter? <laughs> We are. I, just have it. I have it like automatically posting from Instagram to Twitter. So in that sense, we're on Twitter. <laughs> have you made a TikTok yet? Oh gosh. Do we have to do that? I think that's the new thing you have to do. I think uh -oh. I made an account, but I have never, that's about as far as it's gotten. All right. I just say that's one thing about us working together that works really well is like, I'm so technology, technologically like inept including with social media. So you can do TikTok. I'm okay. I feel the same way about my partnership. <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. It's nice Matt when your skills complement each other. <laughs> yeah. Matt with two T's is much more technologically uh, uh, proficient than I am. So yeah, but you can't, you can't tie technology to Facebook and Instagram because no. there's, a, there's a line there for me. I like technology. I do not like social media. No, you uh, don't. Yeah. You yeah. know, but you're going to love TikTok. That is like the new hot jam with the kids. 
Especially for quarantine, there's plenty of dumb stuff to watch. Tons of time to TikTok. <laughs> well, you see so many 12-year-olds walking down the street with life booch in their hand. You know, kids really like that acquired taste, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what we got to do. Like dance or whatever they do on TikTok. I'm telling you, get a TikTok going, life booch will be flying off the shelves to 12-year-olds yeah, across America. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. We'll wrap it up there. Um, Anything Life else you want to say before Lifebooch. we go? Lifebooch.com. Lifebooch.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, just keep up your microbiome with some Lifebooch. It's great <laughs> for your immune system, yeah. great for your gut health, and... Uh, and it tastes it, great, too. Tastes good, too. Yeah, yeah I've been yeah. booched, and it was excellent. <laughs> so keep up the great work, you guys. It's awesome stuff. And that concludes our show. We hope you guys enjoyed listening. Please leave us a review, share it with a friend. We'd really appreciate that. And if you're on the fence on coming to try out our gym, Eviction CrossFit, send me an email, matt at evictioncrossfit.com. We'll get you comfortable, get you in the gym, and improve your fitness. So we'd love to have you. We'd love to meet you. Send me an email. Thanks.